Welcome to Choosing Leadership, a podcast for high performers with big dreams and for leaders who know that they are more powerful than the level that they are currently playing. I am Sumit Gupta, your host and the founder CEO of the Deploy Yourself School of Leadership. I am here to help the best leaders get better and to help organizations massively improve their output and impact and at the same time eradicating workplace stress. Yes, completely eradicating, not just reducing, completely eradicating. I believe in creating a future and a work culture where people wait for Mondays, not Fridays and get to do their most meaningful work. The aim of this podcast is not to provide you more content, but instead shift the context under which you operate. This podcast is titled Choosing Leadership because that is what leadership is, a choice. In each episode, I will celebrate leaders who have made such choices, which are not always easy and comfortable, but which has helped them get to where they are today. And let us celebrate the leader in us for choosing to move over our fears, for choosing to be motivated by something bigger than ourselves, and for choosing to deal with every challenge that comes on the way. Let us celebrate you right now for stepping into the unknown and taking courageous action, as those were the moments when you chose leadership. At the end, I will share how you can be our next guest on this podcast. And with that, let's get started. Mohan Thas Shanmugan is the founder and director of Swift Process Limited and has over 25 plus years of experience in digital content solutions. In the interview, Mohan shared his family roots and connection to entrepreneurship. He shared many interesting stories from his experience as an entrepreneur, providing valuable lessons like how to hire well, how to delegate and scale, and the importance of trusting your intuition and following up. He also shares how he is a very simple man and finds valuable lessons from ancient 2000-year-old classics like the Bhagavad Gita and the Thirukkural from India. Hi Mohan, welcome to the Choosing Leadership Podcast. Thank you, thank you Sumit for meeting me for this podcast. It's wonderful to have you here with us today. And to begin with, can you share by sharing a little bit about yourself and what do you do? Yeah, I'm basically from... Chennai, India, southern part of India, it's from the state Tamil Nadu. So I'm uh, from Tamil community. So I'm born and brought up in Sias Rajasth, uh, Longest Beach, Marina Beach, where I uh, born and brought up. I'm from the community where my grandfathers did a lot of businesses, tradings. And then next generation all went for a government job, luxury jobs. So then I'm the first, this generation, I'm the first in my entire family from my mom's side, dad's side. I'm the only one also when I started the business. So from my young age, when I see my grandfathers having a lot of money, cash, counting at the end of the day, so somehow I get interested into business. So, so my mom also always says that no, work doesn't, a nine to five work doesn't work out. So somehow from my young age, I want to become an entrepreneur, businessman. Not an entrepreneur, a serial businessman. Okay. So I fixed age. Okay. I want to be, I want to, now you have to get the experience. Like nowadays, you can start a business after you get off of the college. But on those days, it's not possible, right? So we don't have that much of shares or knowledge, but there is no digital media. 
So what I thought is I want to work for 10 years, not in MNC. I want to work in a small company. And I want to start a business by age of 30. So that is my ambition from my engage. So I worked in a big company. Then I went to Dubai. I worked for one year. Uh, then I uh, doesn't like to work in other country. Then I came back and I started working using my experience. I started supporting a startup, something like that. You know? Then it grows to 1 million. So throughout the process, I learned. Previously, I know the operations. Here in my previous job, almost nine years, I learned sales, management, everything. Since mm-hmm. the CEO, so CEO is, is from other state. We just come for two hours, okay? So I will be like a acting CEO in office. So I learned a lot of things and I traveled and my CEO, Mr. Ratna Kumar, given me a liberation, right? I can do anything. I can make any decisions. I want to make it correct, right? So if I make yeah. a decision, I have to make it correct. So I travel a lot of countries, gain knowledge. At one point of time, when I was in Melbourne, November 2008, so in the airport, I'm returning back to India. So I saw a news in the BBC in the airport that the recession has started. Okay, so then I thought this is the right time for me to start a business. Since there is a recession, everyone will change their suppliers, customers, a lot of things happening due to the cost reduction, right? So then I thought, okay, this is the right time for me since I have learned a lot of things from this company. So then I resigned in early 2009 and then I started in April 2009 this company along with my long time friend. So he's Devraj. So then we started and my experience within a month, I got a business. From there, it's, it's keep on growing. Yeah. So until 2017, I was only doing one business. My business is we digitize the content for libraries, universities, publishers. So we are into digitization and digital transformation. From 2017, I diversified into construction. Uh, so whenever I get a friend who is having a domain knowledge, I invest, I be a part of the company. That is mm-hmm. my strategy. So I cannot be able to do, go and do the construction. So, so one of my friends is having 15 years of experience. He said, okay, why don't you invest? Okay, let's start a company. Then I started one more company. It's not a company. It's a community for entrepreneurs. So United Business Circle. I started in back in 2008. So uh, to help the entrepreneurs to share my knowledge and experience with the entrepreneurs to start, sustain and grow. So this is our yeah. thing. Start, sustain and grow. Yeah. So, so there were uh, the mass entrepreneurship. I believe on mass, mass entrepreneurship. Okay. So like, like India, we have to generate a lot of jobs. So if you want to generate a lot of jobs, you have to generate a lot of entrepreneurs. So that's the game that I started after the corona came down in stilt mode. Then I saw a lot of communities coming up. So I want to convert into a media company. So a media company where the media company right now I'm working. So the media company, which helps the entrepreneurs, businessmen to gain knowledge from different people and also investors, a lot of things. And also yeah. last year, one of my friends came and joined. He is my ex colleague 20 years, 25 years back. I started a HR recruitment service last uh, August, something like that. Then we are providing uh, dozens of company uh, recruitment service. So that is my fourth. Yeah. Business. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for, for sharing that. And before I, I jump into the business or the entrepreneur part of you, I want to ask you what you shared about how you're growing up, was your being inspired by your grandparents and then having uh, like parents who are in a very traditional industries. 
how has that impacted your mindset? How does it make ownership difficult? Does it make it easy? So being surrounded by people who have maybe a different mindset. So I would just wanted to understand from you, how has that impacted you? What have you, like, what did you have to learn? And maybe to get out of that bubble and then start taking decisions as an entrepreneur, which I think can be very risk-taking, can be very different. Yes, absolutely. When I started my business, I was earning really good much. It's a very good, lavish spending, uh, enjoying. But the thing is, you can't see, as a person, you got even more than 24 hours a day. So I believe on that. Since when I saw my grandparents, okay, so they take, even though or they are in trading, if they want to take a leave or they want to take a risk, they can do easily, right? If you're working, you can't do that very easily. The first thing. The second thing is, if you want to earn more money, if you work yourself only, it's not possible. Otherwise, if you are going to be a CEO of Google, you can earn. But otherwise, you have only little time, right? So you work hardly, maybe you work for 16 hours a day, right? After that, you don't work. Suppose if you have 20 people, okay? So 16 into 20, so you get that much of hours. And you are not going to grab all their hours, at least 20, 10 to 20% of their hours. So you are adding every day, like a profit from their working hours. Yeah. So that's the thing. The thing is, when I started the company, there was no support from my wife. She doesn't, she doesn't bother about that. But my brothers, uncles, okay. Everyone, uh, friends said that you are very comfortable. You are traveling a lot. You are earning good money. That's my ambition. Okay. I have not started my business without knowing anything. Also, I started the business that I am doing business for past. When I started my business, it was around 12 years. So I am not going to start a new business, new vertical or something like that. So I have experience on my particular domain. I am going to start that. So I was more confident on that. And also I, had a, I got a support from my friend who is also a partner. There are a lot of challenges. Literally, there are a lot of challenges. As an entrepreneur, you have to face it. Yeah. Thank you. And the second thing like which caught my attention was like you started during the recession when many people like try to avoid risk or go safe. So I want to understand and you're, it's not just one company, as you mentioned, you have ventured into multiple companies. So what is that vision that continues to drive you towards so like so you're not just seeing the next step, but you're seeing multiple steps ahead uh, and then you're setting up multiple companies. So what is your overall vision that you're trying to create? What next for you? No, there is no defined next, something mm. like that. So the reason I started in the time of operation is definitely I will get a customer very easily if I have a very good price and a very good process. I My company name itself is Swift, P-R-O-S-Y-S. Swift is a bird, okay? It's a small bird, it's an American bird, which travels 200,000 kilometers a year, okay? And also it's fastest and longest. So if you want to do a business, you should be fast and should be longest. If you slow and longest, it doesn't work. If it, you are fast and short, it doesn't work. So you should be both. So, uh, so the P-R-O-S-Y-S, process and system. So I believe on process and system. I don't believe on humans making mistakes. Always human makes mistakes. That's what we are human. We are not a machine. Yeah. So when you define a process and system, if we re-engineering that, definitely we will give a better quality and price to the clients. 
that's my on that time where i will do marketing project management and testing so this is my core area so i have a small team and the rest of the process will be outsourced so there is no much investment on my company and also i have a outsourced vendors who are all very well on the production and process so that is that is my strategy i have started back in 2009 so that i can reduce the price since most of the companies have spent lot of lavish on infrastructure lot of things so obviously they have to increase the price right when there was a recession definitely the vendor managers or purchase managers in a company will see the alternative right definitely they will see the alternative if they got a good chance okay definitely they go for even though if they are working for a vendor for 15 years or 20 years yeah. definitely they will jump so that's the strategy i have taken on that time the next company started someone asked me i started that's it hmm. so someone asked me so who is expert on that okay i will invest it though i will go and learn that business um maybe someone comes with a good knowledge i am ready to invest for the mm-hmm. next business yeah if you have a, i have a strategy if you have a knowledge you should not invest if you have a money if you don't have a knowledge you have to invest. Mm-hmm. so from for my first company i have knowledge i have my yeah. partner who invested money next companies i don't have knowledge okay so i invest Thank you for strategy. sharing. Yeah, yeah, that's the strategy, and I want to get retired very soon. Mm-hmm. Also, my aim. So, in my young age, I I want to. What I said is, what I see is a lot of landlords. Okay, in my area, we have a lot of houses who rented. He will go and enjoy in the morning, and he loves some drinks in the evening. Okay, he's having white uh, shirt and white dhoti, so who enjoys the life? Mm-hmm. Kind of people who where their parents left lot of money. So I like that, but I, my father and mother doesn't left any money. So I started my own. So I, uh, my engage, I want to retire by forty-five years. So that's what my aim is to get thirty years, start a business, earn lot of money, retire at forty-five, and enjoy the life. Yeah, but still not, still not my. I'm, I'm forty-seven years, but now I'm starting new business. Hmm. <laughs> So what yeah. I'm not I'm investing I'm not doing the operations I mean yeah so long term I don't have any idea so I'm not also I am a very minimal person a frugal person I don't spend uh, that was much of money yeah. okay. so my needs are very small and and also I can take risk since I am started from the lower level so I can if I want to go back if something happened to the business or something I can go back and start mm-hmm. living yeah indeed yeah and as you invest in in these many like companies uh, and uh, as you said you also wanted to see returns what are some of those lessons that uh, like you have learned that play a huge role in making any company or making any leader successful yeah see when i started the company i hired five managers okay so as i earlier said i know vendor management i know production i know software i write coding since my father bought me a computer and back in 1986 i started coding mm-hmm. from there so i know everything but i hired five different managers why means marketing vendor management since most of the things i outsource okay, and quality manager so these three and plus two they are leaders who are taking care of the local processes so everyone started ask me why those things why are you on those days you have to as a startup you entrepreneur you have to spend lot of money right so i can take the money instead of giving a, that's a lot of people doing a mistake 
But instead of giving a salary, you want to take his own salary. But you can't survive. You have only just 24 hours. You yeah. don't do anything consistent. As an entrepreneur, if you are involved in all the five, mm -hmm. any assistant, okay? You don't do anything consistent. If you want to do consistent, you have to delegate that job to a very well-known person or a person you can train them. It depends mm -hmm. upon your finance. Okay. Suppose if they have a good money, you can hire an experienced person. If you don't have money, you can hire less experience and you can give their knowledge to them. Okay. So you can write the policies, procedures so that they can follow. Yeah. So delegation is more important. Mm. And you have to give freedom for them and you have to give advice for them. Uh, get work done. Okay. That is more important for a leadership. Thank you. How, yeah. to, how to milk a cow. <laughs> Yeah. So it's a very local language, colloquial word, but it's more important. In Make our community, we say, I don't know how to say it in which means a cow, if you dance and milk, you have to dance and milk it. If you want to sing a song and milk it, you have to sing a song and milk it. So, yeah. so that's the leadership. So the subordinates, I say as a subordinates, each and every, everyone has their own life. So as a leader, you should not be same for everyone. So someone, you have to act based upon their attitude. Someone will say, Chalo, do it now, he will do it very easily. Someone, you have to insist them to do it. You have to follow. Okay, so that's the main. So whenever I start a business or start a new project, I make sure this, okay. Delegation to a known experienced person with policy, and procedures. Yeah. So, so I have a story on that. I don't know how many of them know that. It's a, it's a big company in Chennai. They're into refineries. So, this is a company. So it's older than Reliance. Okay. But Reliance grown up. But still not. You know why? The same reason? Delegation? Everyone does it. Yes. In, everyone can do anything. This is my experience from my friend's story. It's on policy and procedures. Okay. If you go and turn, switch on something, you have to do that. You should not ask questions. It has been returned by the experts. But if a company, everyone does everything. Okay. Doesn't work. If you don't have a procedures, if you don't have a system, that company doesn't grow. So the top management, the next level management, they have to figure out you have to do this mm -hmm. step by step. Yeah. Okay. You, you can get feedback from the end users, but you have to redefine it, those procedures and systems. Yes. So that's a, that's what Lens is mm -hmm. doing now. Yeah. Thank you. I think uh, that's, that's wonderful, right? You're doing is not just uh, like creating people who look up to you, but you're also creating leader, leaders whom you can then delegate and hold uh, accountable. And that allows you to think bigger, dream bigger, have more time also, and also increase the revenue that you're generating as an organization. Thank you for for sharing that. I think that's, and then you have that processes and structures to support those people and their execution. I think that ties very well together. Like what you said earlier about milking the cows, right? I have, and you shared earlier about sales and marketing. So I, I want to connect these two and say it was in, in a business cash flow is that milking the cow, right? So, and I see a lot of founders struggling with sales and marketing. So can you share what are those key lessons that you have learned about sales and marketing and how do you 
implement that, whether in, in companies you invest in or the company that you run? Yeah, as an entrepreneur, if you are very much strong in sales and marketing, it's very easy. If you are a techie guy or an operational guy, if you don't know sales and marketing, then it's very hard to sustain in the business. Sales and marketing is a tricky thing. It should come from your blood, maybe. But you can learn it. It's not a rocket science. It's, it should come from the blood. See, the thing is, a lot of people spend a lot of money, okay, on technology, process, a lot of things. But they don't, don't spend money on marketing. Right? These are the two important, okay? If you spend a lot of money, only you will get a lot of sales. Right? Marketing sales, then only you will get a lot of business, turnover, yeah. revenue. So, you have to spend a lot of money on that. So, luckily, I, um, the cash flow is more important. If you are saying, I'm doing service to the country and you are running a business, then you are a fool. You have to make profit. You have to make profit from day one. Unless other one, other, unless other someone is investing and you are spending a lavish money, angel investor, VC, then you can spend a lot of money and you go for loss. That that's a different game, right? So you are not going to loss. Someone is going to buy it and keep on buying, buying. So it will go to the IP. As, as a SME small, so if you, you have to make money, you have to make profit. Each and every project you have to make money. You should not say this project I lost. I will get money from another project. Nothing. If you, if you are not doing, if you are not getting profit, don't do that project. Yeah. You have to get profit. It depends upon the industry. 20%, 30%, what it may be. Even 10%, even 5%. But you have to make profit. Even break even, you should not do a business. Absolutely. I think business fundamentals. And then only you will be having a cash flow, right? So you can see after this corona, but since I am doing business only to the foreign countries, I am not doing business inside India other than the construction and the community and HR service. Uh, most of my digitization business is foreign countries. So, so I believe on whenever if you earn from the, if, if you are in India, you have to earn from US. If you are in US, if you have to earn from UK, right? So, you have to earn more than your value of the currency. Then you will sustain very easily. So, on, on the time of Corona, a lot of people closed, right? They cannot be able to sustain for even to three to four months, right? They have been rotating the money. They are not making, they are rotating the money on each and every month. So, once after Corona, if you don't have business for two to three months, then finished. A lot of companies closed, right? Even manufacturing, even software companies, a lot of companies closed. Why means they, don't, they are not rich in cash? Right? You should always have a six months working capital in your bank. Yeah. If something happens, you have to sustain six months. Mm -hmm. Yeah. At the time of Corona, so for me, we got very less revenue on the time since it's a March. We could not be able to deliver. A lot of things happened, but we sustained. So due to cash rates. So for a business, cash flow is more important. Yeah. Thank you. I think that those are some business fundamentals which a lot of founders either ignore or miss out on. And as you said, I do work with a lot of technical founders and I have myself have a background in technology. So I do get that like technical founders miss that part of it. So can you just elaborate on that? So what advice would you give to anybody who does not have that understanding or exposure? How can they incorporate or how can they spend on sales or marketing? Because I think another mindset is 
Many people see sales and marketing or at least marketing as a waste or as an expense which never comes back. So what advice would you give to somebody who is struggling with the with the cash flow with the bringing in money at a, at a profit you have to delegate to a person who knows very good in sales and marketing and you have to learn from them. you should not just delegate the sales and marketing is a different strategy people will come see someone is working in a tata okay so if you hire for your company he doesn't work since he's selling using the brand, you yeah. need a real sales and marketing guy without using the brand, right? So as an initial stage, you have to sell yourself. First thing. So you have to, that's what I'm saying. You have to delegate, you can hire a people, best guys, but you have to learn from them. Otherwise, you have to learn. You have to sit and learn. It's not a rocket science. Mm. Sales and marketing is not a rocket science. In this digital world, you can learn from YouTubes or you can have mentors. A lot of mentors are there. They can yeah. help them. Instead of hiring a sales guy, you can hire a mentor who can come and sit you and train you on sales and marketing. So that's my advice. Thank you. So yeah. That's my advice. And whenever you bid, uh, bid for a project, don't bid for a loss or break even. You have to bid for only for profit. Otherwise, don't bid. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I think that's a wonderful advice to look for mentors or look for somebody who can teach you. And many times people miss that. I think that's that's like an investment, investing in yourself. And if you're investing in yourself, that always pays off. Uh, so thank you for sharing that. Yeah, everyone is a salesman, right? So usually say if you're going and propose a law, you're selling yourself. Absolutely. Why don't you sell your, sell your business? Very easy. Selling a business uh, is very easy. Yeah. Operation, for me, operation is more complication. Even though I am from operations, day to day, day to day. But sales and marketing is very, you can enjoy. Yes, but I you think. Have to, you, but you have to face the rejection. But mm. nowadays I'm seeing when I, when I hire a sales girl for my HR company, so I will test how she is doing. So she calls and someone who said, I'm not interested. Then her voice goes down. Now in this, the millennials, okay, as a parents, we are not educating them on rejection. So nowadays, sales and marketing, particularly sales, it's very hard to hire a person. Since mm. the person is not used to be rejected. When I was engaged, when we asked my parents, they said, why, what, I can't do that. Whenever you ask something, yeah. nowadays what we do without just asking, we'll give them. Mm -hmm. We are not, we are not allowing them to do, you know, what you say, uh, some pressure on us. Yeah. So that's a rejection, right? So, so even if it's rejected, so I will tell you one story. So most of the entrepreneurs will love this story. So when I started this company in 2009, back in 2009, I went to South Africa for a book fair. So I started in April. I am going on June okay, to a book fair. So I, I found one person, okay? So I don't want to tell the person name and... Uh, company name. So I pitched him, okay, I want to come and meet you. Then he said, not replied and said, I don't. Then when I returning back to India, so traveling from Cape Town to the airport, I saw his address, okay, it's on the way to the airport. So then I asked my cab guy, he's a Pakistani, he's a very nice guy. So he said, I said to him, I want to go one place, just give me five minutes, I will go and come back. 
then i went to the without any announcement without any appointment i went to the place and i just asked the name then he came to the lobby i sat in the lobby so my company logo says digitize the world okay digitize the world still is there so then he said then go what google will do if you digitize the world what google will do you ask me then i said okay fine i given my card business card and browser so so then every year i send him a Christmas wishes, New Year wishes. So one fine day, I I'm if I'm not wrong, it's March ninth or tenth, two thousand eleven. He called me directly. I need your help. I need to index all the five million records, and also I want to do business every month. It's almost half a million dollar business on a backlog business. Okay. Then he asked me help. I completed the project within time. Until before Corona, we. I usually monthly I will raise enough for five thousand dollars. After this corona, everyone become digital, okay? So it's not they are right. They are not writing the application. So if he rejected on the time of his rejections, if I fed up, okay? If I leave, if I just leave it, okay? Definitely I don't get this risk. Yeah. Definitely won't. Since I'm following up him, okay? So when he got a problem, he thinks Morgan. He don't even know about my company name. You know, yeah. only Morgan, that guy will help me. So, so the rejection, you should not, you should not fed up with the rejection. You have, you have to keep on follow the thing. Yeah, thank you, thank you for that story. I think there are so many lessons there, right? How you landed upon somebody's door, right? And how many times we wait for permission or something to happen. That itself is a wonderful lesson. And then, not to take rejection personally, uh, but then also to follow up and uh, to build a relationship uh, over a period of time. And that's so. Easily missed when you focus on the short term, and you're right in saying that. Right, it's a powerful skill to know how to handle rejection or pressure or things not going your way. So thank you for sharing all of that. And I want to wrap this up, and I'm sure we can yeah. continue talking for forever yeah. since you have so many stories and wisdom from your experience. But before we end, is there anything else that you would like to add, or do you want to share your website or anywhere else that people can reach out to you? I want to share one thing. I have written a book called Krishna the CXO. So it has four things. It has this uh, small tweets written by Collar. Two thousand years back. So altogether, I have written. We have taken eighteen principles on business entrepreneurship. So eighteen principles, Bhagavad Gita slogans. My main author, he knows Bhagavad Gita into it. All the seven hundred slogans. He's very well known that. So he he explained about that. Then on the management part of it, I explain how to act with the subordinate. Okay, lot of things. So as a teamwork, right? As an entrepreneur, or as a lead, you should always work with others. You are not going to work yourself. You are not going to sit in a system a nine to five. You not. You have to interact with all the people, team, customers, suppliers, everyone. So I have taken eighteen principle on that. Uh, it's in the Amazon. It's the Krishna the CXO. If you go and find Krishna the CXO, you can find that. And uh, actually, we have taken fifty six principles, but we don't have time on that writing everything. But we have taken only. small things and little which are more important for a entrepreneur how to behave what is the leadership so a lot of things i have written on that so you can find that book ebook it's not printed it's a next time writing a book on psychology how important is psychology for an entrepreneur psychology is as i said again i'm saying you have to interact with each and every different kind of person across the world right so you should know psychology how to handle them 
So I'm writing that. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. And I will make sure that I will share the link of the book itself when the episode comes out. Uh, yeah. So once again, Mohan, thank you for everything that you shared with us. And I want to wish you all the best for everything that lies ahead for you. Thank you, Sumit. Thank you for inviting me on this podcast. I'm looking forward to hear this podcast very soon. And it's a very good initiative by you on talking with the different leaders and sharing their stories. It's much helpful for a budding entrepreneurs to share the experience. I appreciate on that. Absolutely. And I think this is so often missed. And that is the intention that to bring out these stories and which are always not just informative, but also very inspiring, as you said. So thank you for who you are and what whatever that you have done so far. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's it for this episode of Choosing Leadership with Sumit Gupta. I choose leadership every time I record this podcast and I invite you to do the same. I invite you to design a life of joy, meaning, pride and satisfaction, not just for yourself, but for everybody around you. If you got something out of this episode, would you share this episode on social media? And if you know somebody who would be a great guest, can you tag them on social media to let them know about the show? And if you are a leader who wants to acknowledge how far you have come and have big dreams for the future, please reach out to me to be a guest on this podcast. And I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. This is what I do most naturally, to lovingly and gently provoke you, to help you see your own light, to help you see what you are already capable of. To make sure you don't miss any episodes, go ahead and subscribe. Your thumbs up, ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and it means a lot to me and my team. If you want to know more, go to deployyourself.com and subscribe to my newsletter or follow me on LinkedIn. I want to thank everyone who contributed to making this show a reality. And I want to thank you for listening. Always remember that you are enough, you are loved and you matter. This is Sumit. Until next time, keep choosing leadership.